Hey everybody, Paul Peterson here. You are in for a treat. First of all, there's Jimmy the Duck. See him? Yeah. Sonny Emery. Woo, see you, Jimmy. Sonny Emery, drummer for Eric Clapton, is next on Music on the Run. Before we get started here, do me a favor. Wherever you got this podcast, make sure you subscribe, give us a rating, and if you have time and like what you're hearing make sure you write a review. It really helps us get the word out so we can have a lot more people coming to the party. Hey everybody, I'm St. Paul Peterson. Prince gave me that nickname, and I've been lucky enough to tour with people like the Steve Miller Band, Kenny Loggins, Peter Frampton, Donny Osmond, to name a few. And when I'm not playing music, I love to run. And this is a podcast about how we stay healthy on the road, physically, mentally, and with our families. Welcome to Music on the Run. Hey everybody, St. Paul Peterson here. Welcome to Music on the Run. Hey, guess what? We've reached a milestone. It's episode 40. Do you hear me? 40. We've been around for about a year and a half. So many thanks to everybody who's been uh, tuning in, listening, and watching uh, on social media and YouTube. We're still going strong, man. We have no intentions of slowing down. So again, thank you for your patronage. And uh, thanks to our patrons who have been helping us put on this podcast for the past year and a half. If you don't know what we're talking about, go over to patreon.com forward slash music on the run podcast. Now, let's get right into it. My next guest is an incredible musician, educator, clinician, and solo artist who has recorded or toured with folks like Earth, Wind, and Fire, Eric Clapton, Steely Dan, and Boss Gags, just to name a few. And I, I met our next guest, uh, oh man, I don't even want to know how many <laughs> years it is. We'll add it up once he gets on here. But we played together with saxophonist David Sanborn with my brother Ricky as well. Uh, you guys have recently seen him uh, on quite a few of the Funk Fridays. Please welcome my buddy, Sonny Emery. There he is. Hey, what's up, hey. buddy? What's happening? You're what's one of the few who gets away with calling me PJ. <laughs> There's not many of you guys left. Hey, man. You know, when you go way, 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 way back, you can do that. You know, tr- I miss well, you, let's, man. Let's, oh, I miss you, too. You know, it's been a godsend. I've have, have at least getting to play, maybe not in the same room with you, Yeah, but at least... We haven't played together in the same room in years, but at least this Funk Friday thing is is bridging the gap between visits, you know? Most definitely, man. And I'm so, so grateful and honored and just thankful, man. First of all, congratulations on it. It was a beautiful concept and it was so timely for, you know, for the times. And it just, it really, really, really like every time I did it, dude, it just lifted my spirit because I got a chance to see you. A lot of other cats that I hadn't had a chance to see or play with. So it was just beautiful, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, dude. I'm looking forward to doing some more, you know. Oh, well, trust me. Uh, <laughs> you'll be on as, as, as long <laughs> as I'm doing them. I want to include you in as many as I can. Yeah. So yeah, that's great that you you uh, you had your whole setup ready to go. And you're like, there was not even a hesitation. You were just like, let's go. Yeah, and let's that was do it, fun. Dude. And the worst thing you could have said or any of these cats could have said is no. And that doesn't hurt either. If people yeah, that doesn't hurt. Cool yeah, but I think, you know, I think, you know, you miss out on the fun, dude. There's so oh, much fun, you know? It's true. 
it's true. It gives us an opportunity to reconnect and hang musically and get on the phone and just have that good camaraderie that we haven't been able to have for the last, well, uh, years on the road. I right, mean, exactly. What have you been doing? You're a road dog. I know yeah. you're a road dog. So how was this last year for you to deal with? Um, you know what? In one sense, it was a serious, it was a blessing. You know, I mean, you know, you just said it. I'm a road dog, P, and I've been on the road since you and I met. I mean, I was on the road and I've been, I mean, you know, doing it and doing it. And then you just, as, as a career grew, it just got more and more, more and more busy, you know, staying out for longer and longer periods of time. So this year was a godsend because, you know, after a while, you just need to get back to what's normal. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And, Whatever that and, is. And, yeah, exactly. And even the though abnormal I missed, was normal for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so it's like, you know, I, I've been doing Clapton now for like three years, three and a half years. We had a whole year stacked up last year. You know, we were supposed to go out and it all went away right after we did the, uh, the Ginger Baker tribute. And, wow. Uh, which, was, which was an incredible evening as well, you know. Got a chance to play with Roger Waters. Please tell um, me a little bit about that. You know, as long as we're here, you might as well tell me about that because yeah, well, that's you know, be a highlight of your career. One of them. Yeah, yeah, it was, man, for a lot of different reasons. I mean, you know, Cream, I love Cream, love the band Cream, you know, those cats. Well, love Ginger could play some, he comes from a bebop kind of background, yeah, right? Exactly, that's man. The, his approach to the drums is all about that, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, he was a great musician, man. It was so funny. We were like uh, in the middle of rehearsing for this tribute, right? And a couple of the songs have a little kind of, you know, weird bars, odd bars in them that, you know, stuff like that. And at one point, Eric looks over at me and goes, man, I don't know where Ginger comes up with all this craziness. <laughs> so obviously he was the one infusing all the craziness into the stuff, you know what I mean? But it was fun, man. I got a chance to play with, you know, Nile was on this thing, Roger oh. Waters, Ronnie Wood, Stephen Winwood. I got to play side, uh, side by side with Gad, who's my all-time favorite, you know I what I mean? tomorrow so, night. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was, it was, it was, man, I was just like pinching myself the whole time. I was going, wow, man, this is like, this is like great, man. So it was really cool, man. His son, Kofi, came and played. He's a great drummer, oh, you know what I mean? Right, and okay. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so he did a piece, uh, you know, obviously dedicated to his father and stuff. And, hey, man, it, it was beautiful, man. But the bottom fell out after that, dude. It, it was like I was just home, home in the studio. So I thank God that I had the full, the forewithal to like the wherewithal to really have my gear and everything already set up because I was already doing sessions. You know what I mean? And so uh, it just kind of it was a natural progression to just start doing stuff once everybody was shut down. I was just in the hole. You well, know, isn't it funny? The business has changed so much for session guys like you. It, everything has gravitated from going to the studio with Cartage mm -hmm. guys. For those of you listening, back, I don't even know what, 10, 15 years ago, maybe yeah. even more, we used to have guys come to our house, pack mm -hmm. up our gear for us, haul right. it in a semi over to the studio, tear it out of the cases, set it up, and then when mm -hmm. we were done with the recording session, they'd bring it all back. Nowadays, yeah, exactly. we, we have a setup in our house and, and we send tracks back and forth to each other over the internet. And a lot of times there's no studios involved. And you 
you must have been ahead of the curve, man, because you were ready for this and were, you were doing this far ahead of the. Yeah, uh, the I've been shutdown. doing it. I've been doing it a long time. I mean, when I when I uh, I probably been recording, man, from home probably maybe maybe 10, 15 years. You have, you know, when Pro Tools first when yeah when Pro Tools first emerged, I went ahead and built a room at the house, my old my old house, and um, got it all up and running, man. And then we decided we were going to move, and now it was a big big hassle too, because you know how it is. It's like once it's you perfect. get yeah once you get it cranking, it feels good. It's like yeah. a a comfortable pair of shoes, man. You know where everything is and. And then I had to tear it all down and start all over again. But I, I'm, I'm happy I did, and it worked out great. So yeah, I, I've been up and running for a long time, man. I did. I've done a lot of projects. I've done projects with Bruce Hornsby from home. A lot of stuff, a lot of stuff for Bette Midler from home. You know what I mean? And just various and sundry other artists. You know what I mean? So uh, that you're right. That's that's the way it rolls. I mean, you know, when you and I first met, I was living in L.A. That was like in 86, 87. Man, we were hanging hard back yeah. in those days. Ah. Yeah, we were hanging out with Paul Abdul and Aurora and everybody. Oh my gosh, day. yes. Yeah, exactly. And your girlfriend at the time is in my video, Rich Man. You're in yeah. my video, Rich yeah. Man. AJ, yeah, right, exactly. And she's you guys got to go check that out. Go find Rich Man on YouTube and the yeah. guy playing the drums. Yeah, you still look the same. I don't look so much the same anymore. <laughs> yes, but, you do. Uh, you look good, man. Not too I, bad I look, for an old buck. I saw the I saw the video not that long ago, and I cracked up, man. We were just having so such a, a good time, you know what I mean? But 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 my, what I was gonna say is back then you were right. It's like I had gear uh, set aside just for the studio that stayed at Drum Paradise. I just call the cats over and go, hey yo, I got a date at such and such and such. They show up with the gear. I show up. Boom 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 boom. It's done deal. But today, it's a totally different game, you know, totally different game. It's kind of a luxury to play in the same room with other guys, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I miss that. I miss, I'm really mixed, miss that because the cats who really know what they're doing, like yourself and Ricky and the cats who record a lot, there's a vibe there that you can feel that even through, even if you're in a booth, you can feel that vibe. You can feel that mm -hmm. connection, you know what I mean? And, and so... uh I miss that, man. I really miss that, you know? Let alone the hang that ensues before, yeah, after, yeah. and during. Yeah, right, right. That's the most important part, actually. The music is just incidental. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, if the hang is good, the music's always going to be good. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. What do we have? We got a little cocktail. Cheers. I'll cheers to you. Cheers, cheers baby. My brother. It's so yeah. good to see you. Yeah. Where are you, by the way? Are you, you're, you grew up in and you live in oh. Atlanta? Yeah, I'm in Atlanta. Yeah. I moved back from L.A. I've been back now, man, maybe 12 years, 13 oh, years. wow. Yeah, long time. But it's like, I mean, you know, it's like when I was, like you said before last year, man, I was on the road so much. Mm -hmm. You know, I was in L.A. all the time. I was through Minneapolis a couple of times with Jeff Lorber, man. What? And uh, yeah, but you get you weren't home. You weren't Probably home. Probably not. Ricky I think you tried home. to call me and said, we're at Peaches. Yeah. Ricky, Ricky wasn't at home. As a matter of fact, the last time I saw Ricky was here in town with, um, with Stevie Nicks. No kidding. I'm yeah. going to see him tomorrow night. For, I'm going to New York for one night for that Love Rocks thing. That, that's why oh, okay. I'm seeing Gad. Oh, okay. It's Gad and Pelton. Yeah, okay. And, and Will Lee and a bunch of guys. 
Okay. I well, said give I all those time. big heads a hug for me when you see them, man. I, I will. You know yeah. I will. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so I mean, you know, yeah, man, it's, it's just a different different ball game now. But, I mean, you know, just like we always do, Paul, we've always had to adjust, man. If you're a touring musician or recording musician, you adapt to the situation, whatever it is. You know what I mean? Don't they say adapt or die? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's pretty much what it, what it boils down to, because if you can't adapt, you're going to be left behind. No, yeah. You know what I mean? You're just going to be left behind, you know? Um, you know, it was, it, the beautiful thing about doing the Funky Friday thing with you two was it, it, it made me stay on top of my studio chops. Oh, not good. just playing, not just playing, not just playing, but the engineering part, you know what I mean? Right. Because, I, I mean, you know, I don't have a guy, you know what I mean? So We are I, our own guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We have downsize. Yeah, right. we, are, we have to know it all now, don't we? Budget cuts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. More money in my pocket. Yeah, right. So, yeah. so, so it, it just, you know, that, you know, when you do something and you just get a chance to really do it uh, repetitiously, it really helps you to just get better, basically. You know? it's, pra- it's practice. Yeah, it? right, right. You exactly. practice the drums, you practice yeah. engineering. Yeah, right, exactly. But man, you I just want to say, dude, you writing some great stuff, man. Thank you always you. I mean, you've always, man, you're just so talented, man. You and Ricky, I love you guys so much, dude. But I mean, you know, it's like when you're when you're close friends with a cat who's so talented, you don't really tell them as much as you should. How talented, how just God given talent you guys, man. And, and I just, you know, I'm so blessed to have you for friends, first of all, and then to be able to work with both of you, it's just like been a blast, dude. You know, well, we love you right back. I mean, we go back so far and and have had some incredible times together. Guess what? We're going to do this again. Oh, yeah, when, definitely. When the world is coming back. And, and here's the other thing that's cool about Funk Friday is it reintroduces you to your friends that you may not have been able to, to hang with. Like mm-hmm. you and I haven't had a chance to necessarily play or hang in the last few years. We're reconnected now, man. Yeah, yeah that was exactly. a beautiful byproduct of that yeah. thing that was just a fun deal. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. I hooked up yeah. with Dean again. You oh, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got hooked up with, uh, well, you know, Lenny and I stay in touch all the time. You know what I mean? Love him, man. But, but yeah, man, but it's just, and then as a result of that, he played on my solo project, which I just finished mastering. I'm going to drop it. It's coming out. Uh, I think I'm going to drop it in July. Hold up. So all the time during COVID, you've been writing your yeah. and, and recording your own project. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yep, yeah, I've been recording and uh, doing that whole time. Tell me and, a little bit more about that. We got to hear about that now. Yeah, well, uh, the name of the album is going to uh, call the family. Wow. Oh, wait a <laughs> yeah. minute. I'm going to have Prince call you and say his yeah. people call you. He's going to yeah, sue right. you, man. You're right, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna. I think I'm going to call it the family because, uh, well, for several reasons, I, I cut a lot of tracks with some cats here that I grew up with or pretty close with. And then my son is, is actually engineering. Both of my sons are actually on it. Um, Nicholas is singing on it. Oh, you know? great. And um, Nigel uh, did some engineering and uh, mixing. And uh, so, anyway, hence the name. Um, it's an instrumental project, you great. know. I had dropped something right before COVID um, hit uh, with my fusion unit here in Atlanta called Full Tilt. I, Full- hear, I heard it. I love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we did that, and but we didn't get a chance to really promote it because as soon as we released it, 
Damn. The door, is, door closed on it. So there was a city winery date that rescheduled that's coming up. We're going to do that July 3rd. Oh, good. Uh, that's Full Tilt featuring Sunny Emery. But coming down the pike is this Sunny Emery only project, The Family. And uh, it's basically um, it's an instrumental record, you know, featuring uh, Patrice Russian, oh. uh, featuring Bob, Bob James, wow. uh, Bobby Lyle, um, Lenny's on it, you know. I got to get you on the next one, though. We're going to do that. Yeah, I owe you, know? you man. So I want man. you. Yeah, I want us to write something together. You know? I'd love to, man. Yeah, Anytime. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, 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 look for it. It's coming soon. You know, it's coming soon. And uh, uh, like I said, it's going to be called the family. So look out for it. Yeah. Well, you let us know exactly when it's coming out, and we'll. Uh, yeah, I will. We'll, a, we'll put a blurb on the music on the run site. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Most Here's definitely. something I want to talk to you about. Are you ready for this? People probably don't lead with this. You and I have just been kind of BSing back and forth uh, because we, we're catching up as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, this podcast is called Music on the Run specifically because I originally I wanted this podcast to be more about musicians who have been on the road their entire lives and how they stay physically and mentally fit uh. while they're on the road. So, look, you've been in shape since I've met you. Yeah. How important is it for you to stay healthy and, and work out? And how, how does that affect how you play the drum? Yeah, well, first of all, it's, it's hugely important to do that. You know what I mean? First of all, we're all aging. No, we're not. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to age the other way, though. Um, yeah. <laughs> trying to go backwards. Benjamin but Buttons. It, yeah, but it, it's extremely important to me, man. And I've just gotten into a habit of doing it. It's a lifestyle now. And that kind of stemmed from my childhood. I was really athletic as a kid. My dad was was very athletic, too. You know what I mean? Big proponent of, of physical exercise and keeping yourself in shape. And, you know, more than anything else, I mean, he used to be on me about practicing the instrument because he was a musician. But, wow. the, the, but, but after he would finish asking me, you know, about uh, the progress on the instrument and what I worked on today and who did I listen to and all of that, he would go, what did you do to keep your body strong today? And every time, and then when I, when I left Atlanta, Georgia in 86 to go out to LA to pursue my career, man, every time I would talk to my dad, uh, you know, after that, he would, his first question would be, are you staying strong? Are you staying strong? Because he realized that you can't play this instrument if you're weak. And then I had a, a situation where I was with Cameo. You know, I did a couple of tours with them. And the first date that I did with them was in Denver, <laughs> Colorado. And I know I, what you're going to say, I bet. Oh, dude. But I was, I was, I was slacking on the workouts because I was in college. Yep. This is like I was like 17, 18 years old. I was slacking out on my, on my workouts, not getting them in. And, and uh, this date came up, and it was time to go to Denver, man. And literally, I thought I was going to pass out on the drum set, man, because, I mean, you know you know how it is. Once you hit the stage, the nerves kick in, the adrenaline, all of that kicks in. It may be really hot in there, foggy. I mean, you know, just it's just an, an intense environment. And if you're not in shape, if you can't handle it physically – It'll wipe you out. So I learned a valuable lesson that night. I was like, you know what? No, the workout thing is totally important, man. You know, well, we forgot to mention that we got to remind people that in Denver, 
You're at about what, ten thousand feet or something? Yeah, like that? a mile high. <laughs> yeah, you basically you can't get any oxygen, and yeah. you're on a physical instrument. Yeah, and you're trying to pass out. Yeah, you made it through the gig. I take it. Yeah, yeah, I made it yeah. through the gig, but I, I was like, man, it really, really shook me up. I mean, it, it. Shook, it shook me to my core. Where I was like, you know what? If I'm going to play drums on the level that I want to be able to play, I have to keep my body in shape. So I just made a, another commitment to stay in the gym, stay on the cardio. And I, I mean, you know, since I've seen you last, I've gotten deeper into the, like the yoga and meditation trip. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And that's the, that's that, that's that mental side of what you're just speaking about. That, that's the other side. You know what I mean? Because you know, that I know we like to go party. <laughs> Maybe just a little bit. <laughs> which is cool. Yeah. Which is fine. Well, all I'm trying to do is just establish and just trying to maintain some kind of balance. I'm not trying to be what's, Mr. Wait a minute. What's that word again? What? <laughs> balance. I don't know that word. I'll have to <laughs> you got to look that one up. The, I've been looking but, for that word for my entire life. But, yeah, yeah, I know. And it's, I mean, you know, it's, 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 it's a very elusive concept. It really is. I didn't realize how elusive it was until I started really trying to focus on maintaining it, really maintaining it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because naturally we just go out. We just oh, go yeah. out. You know, just naturally as humans, we just, you know, because you don't want to be so rigid on yourself that you're not having a good time, that you're not living life. You know what I mean? So I figure, hey, look, you know what? If I get up every day and do what I need to do for my body, I can party, I can do what I want to do. You know what right. I mean? Well, give me an idea of what it is that you do. Let's, let's talk about what you do now at the age you're at. And yeah. then how that has changed from what you used to do yeah. back well, when we were kids. I mean, I've been on this current routine that I'm on right now. I'm 58. I yeah. turned 50, turn 59 December 23rd. Okay, but... It's coming. The, the, yeah, it's right. Coming. It's coming fast <laughs> with no breaks. Yeah. <laughs> so the current routine that I'm on now is I'll, I'll get up in the morning. Um, and I generally do... I do... Uh, for me, the day starts with apple cider vinegar, turmeric, okay. lemon juice. All right, do that in some water. Bam. And I get up, and I'm either gonna run, ride my bike, or swim for cardio. So I usually do that, and then I'll do some weights. You know, pair it with that, and that'll be my workout for the day. You know. And then, uh, because I know probably I'm either going to do a session that day or I'm going to yeah. sit down and practice. And for me, just playing the drums is physical in and of itself. So I get, you know, I get a workout just playing. So if I know what I'm going to be playing, I don't, you know, kill myself on the workout. I try to save some, but I just try to stay consistent. And then the next day for me will be a yoga routine. I've been into Kundalini yoga for about, about 25 years now. Wow. Yeah. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, since I started, uh, well, I started with Earthwind in 87. Yeah, that's when I started. Verdine turned me on to it, man. Verdine and Maurice, you know, it's just a yoga, it's just a yoga practice, but it detoxifies the body, you know, which is, which is. We're going to have to talk a little bit offline because I can't, first of all, I'm the tightest white man you'll ever meet in your life. (laughs) (laughs) I'm also heavily caffeinated. So those are two bad things to start our yoga practice on. I was doing P90X, and I'll tell you the one thing that I would try to always avoid was the was the, the yoga workout. But I killed the rest of it. I crushed it. But I was like, yoga, check, please. Check, please. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, hey, check it out. It's not for everybody. And the reason why it works for me is because as a drummer, I have to make sure that my back and my legs and arms stay nice and limber. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I've always tried to, I mean, you know, when I, when I play, I'm just trying to be as fluid and as relaxed as possible. You know, that's mm-hmm. how we, and you know, that's just how we approach those grooves, trying to make them feel as great as they can feel. Mm-hmm. So for, for me, just physically, just to sit on that throne and to play every night, my back needs to be nice and relaxed, you know, and healthy, you know. How has your workout changed from when you were a kid? Do you just take it a little easier? Or tell me a little bit. Well, about I'm, doing less, I'm doing less running now. I was a runner in high school and in college. I was running. I was running like, you know, five, six miles a day mm. when I was in college, you know. I wasn't doing as much lifting. I was right. doing a lot more cardio. I was playing a lot too, but I was doing a lot more cardio. My stamina was like way up there. So really the only thing that I've changed is I've backed down on the amount of cardio that I do and the type of cardio. Like right now, like my knees, I suffer from plantar fasciitis and I'm a big, I love playing tennis. That's like my fallen arches basically. Okay. So, so if I don't have proper support in my shoes, man, my feet hurt, but I've put my feet through a lot of, a lot of stress playing tennis because I, I love tennis. You know what I mean? So, so I backed off of the running and that's why I'm doing much more biking and swimming to get that cardio in. Got it. I'm you still know? torturing my knees. Although I got to say my knees are, are good so yeah. far. Yeah. I'm still doing good. I talked to my doctor and he said, cause I asked him, I said, look, sixties mm-hmm. around the corner. Am I supposed to ease up on running? He said, no. Yeah. Does it hurt? I went, no. He went, no, you're yeah. fine. I, yeah. What about, am I going to hurt later on when I'm 80? He went, no. No, yeah. So, we'll find I mean, out. You, know, you have to, yeah. But I mean, you, as long as you're good, you're good. Like I still run from time to time. I haven't completely quit. Right. I just can't pound it the way I used to. And I used to run solely on concrete all the time. So yeah. I have a treadmill and I'm doing, I run most of the time now I'm on a treadmill. I'll run occasionally outside, but most of it is, is on a treadmill, you know? Yeah. So you're pretty much doing the same thing that you did, just modifying a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And I go through phases with the lifting. Sometimes I go through, I'll say, okay, three weeks, I want to put on like three or four pounds. So I go in hard in the gym. I lift heavy. And, and I'm only, I only do that when I'm off the road because I don't want to feel tight on the stage. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so, so I only hit those periods when I'm away from touring. And, um, and, but, but pretty much it's just the same consistent routine. As long as I've learned that consistency is better than just trying to, you know, work out for like eight hours a day. It's not going to happen. One strong hour, focused hour of, of cardio and whatever you're going to do to keep your muscles in tune, you know, will do it. Off, when we, when we, you know, when we talk later, I'm going to turn you on to this, this yoga practice because here's the thing. When you, when you detoxify the body that way, it automatically enhances your cardio. Really? Yeah, because I feel it. Because I, as soon as I started doing it, when I would get on my bike or I would go run or play tennis, I would just be on fire, dude. Really? Yeah. Well, I would like that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And I really, I really felt it. Like I started, you know, I started when I was with Earth, Wind, and Fire. You know, that was like in 87. Mm. 
maybe like I would say after two weeks of doing this routine, man, we would do a routine before we hit the stage and it would just be like somebody just lit a fire under me, man. I just had so much energy. You know what I mean? So Verdine and Maurice White from Earth, Wind & Fire yeah. turned you on to this practice. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So that's what, keeps, that's what keeps Verdine bouncing around the stage yeah. to this day, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. And he's in, man, he is, he is in excellent shape. Verdine is, is as strong as an ox. Is when I really? tell you, oh, God. When I tell you he is strong, dude. I mean, you know, he's thin. Yeah, he he's is. He's thin, but, that, but he is strong, dude, and stamina for days. He's, he's one of my idols. Yeah, as yeah. Is, as was Maurice as well. Yeah, 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 of course. Those guys, I mean, you and I kind of grew up on the same stuff. And yeah. Speaking of which, tell me about going to see James Brown and Clyde Stubblefield. Oh, I want to yeah. hear about that. You're oh, a kid, that, right? Yeah, that was dope, man. That was so dope. It was, it was amazing. I, all I could say was my mouth was open the whole time. I was really scared because it was just, it was so overwhelming. Oh. You know, and just the groove, just the groove was just, you know how Miles said, you know, he felt it in his body. I really did. I felt, I felt it in my body. Mm. You know, it was just like, wow, man, it's like, you know, these cats, these cats are just like, they're, they're, they're doing this, but it sounds like, it sounds like one guy, first of all, sounds like one big ass machine, mm. you know what I mean? And it was just, it was just overwhelming, man. I was like, man, I want to, I want to be able to play like that. You know what I mean? I want to be, when I, when I want people to feel that when I play. You know, but it was was that, was, a, was that a turning point for you when you heard that? You how old were you when you went and saw that? I think I was like maybe eight, nine. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Eight, eight, nine, and um, and uh, went with my cousin, and a couple of the, his friends, and it was just man. I remember it was just loud, and I was just in awe the entire time. My parents weren't going to let me go. <laughs> But but they decided to just let me go. And then another experience that I had like that, my dad took me to see Art Blakey. Oh, and, and he messenger. And, and, and yeah, and Paul, he 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 got a uh, a chair and pushed the chair right up against the stage. The stage is right here, right? Hmm. I'm looking up. I'm right up under Art Blakey, dude. I'm right up under him. My dad made me sit there the entire show. <laughs> you were either in heaven or you were, yeah, you were right. having a panic attack. Yeah, right, right. exactly. Or but, a combo but, platter. Yeah, but those are two experiences as a as a child that I remember where the music was just it was uh, it was surreal. You know, now now I know how to describe it. I didn't know how to describe it then, yeah. but it was surreal. Both both experiences were surreal, man, because it's like you know you sit up under masters, you see a masters that work like that. You know, it doesn't really hit you until later. You Do you know? think that, that that was one of the things that got into your soul that made you decide that you were indeed going to do this music thing for a living? Yeah, I, well, I think by then, by by eight or nine years old, I I was totally in love with playing the drums since I started, man. You know, and I... I toyed around with, you know, as every kid does. Oh, I want to be an, ar- an astronaut. I want to be an architect. I want to be this. I never stopped playing drums. 
never stop playing drums. I started focusing on really uh, the career of playing music as a drummer uh, when when I started focusing on the session cats. Okay. You know what I mean? The early 70s, all the cats doing sessions then all the way up, you know what I mean, through those heavy session periods where, you know, Gad was on everything, Chick, uh, Jay Graydon, Al Jarreau, Patty, uh, Quincy, that whole camp, the whole Quest Records camp, you know, yeah. all those, you know, and, 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 you know, Maurice coming out of that whole Memphis thing too, um, paying attention to all of that stuff. I was like, man, these cats, these cats are, are making a great living playing music, dude, recording music, you know what I mean? But I also knew that, you know, okay, in order to be a studio, first call studio cat, you got to be on top of your game. Right. Because there's a lot of competition, a lot of competition. Let yeah. me ask you this, because th this, you're one of the few cats I know that went to college. You could have gone right on the road, mm -hmm. bypassed everything, which you did while you were in college. But why did you choose to to graduate and, and you know do your due diligence and graduate from college? Yeah, well... We're going to take a little break from the interview right now because I want to tell you about a couple of really cool things. First of all, we're having so much fun with our weekly one-minute funk jams called Funk Friday. We've had so many world-class musicians on Funk Friday, including members of the Steve Miller Band, Fleetwood Mac, Daryl Hall and John Oates, Earth, Wind & Fire, just to name a few. You can check that out on all of our social media, but you can also see it on our YouTube channel. I also want to take this opportunity to thank all of our members who have supported us on Patreon. Don't know what Patreon is? Go to www.patreon.com forward slash music on the run podcast and there you'll get all sorts of information on how you can financially help us produce this podcast there are all kinds of incentives listed there on the website and there are many different levels on how you can become involved we could not put on this podcast without our patrons all right let's get back to the interview no do your due diligence and graduate from college. Yeah, well, first of all, both of my parents were educators. Ah. All right. So, and, and so was my aunt. So was my uncle. Uh, so I was surrounded by educators, people who, who, who value completing your education. Plus, uh, I knew that what I was going to garner from school was just going to add to what I was getting in the club every night. You know what I mean? Because I was already planning clubs with my dad, you know. But my dad was big on, look, you know, I want you to be well-rounded. You need to be able to read anything they put in front of you. you need to, yeah, you need to be at ease with it. You know what I mean? And you need to be able to, like, you know, play some piano. You need to know some, some, some theory. You know what I mean? So, so it made me a better musician. You know, I had a couple opportunities to leave school 
one of which was with uh, Lou Rawls. Wow. He heard, yeah, he heard me play. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he heard me play, man, and he went to my dad. He was like, I, I, I'd like to take him out on the road with me if I could. You know, and my dad, I, I mean, I knew what the answer was going to be. But, <laughs> but, but, our parents that way, man. <laughs> we do the same stuff to our kids, too. No. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> that ain't happening. He didn't say no right away, though. He took the card. He said, we'll call you. We'll let you know. And well, I mean, it was you know, Lou Rawls, after all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he, I mean, you know, he followed through. He called back. He called my pops back and everything, man. And uh, But my dad wouldn't let me go. He wouldn't let me do it, you know. And then when the cameo situation came up, that was a situation where I had to beg my folks to let me do it. You know what I mean? I, they did. I was in summer school that same summer that we went to Denver, and I fell on my face. Yeah. Yeah. And I was trying to do I was trying to do summer school and be in cameo, which was <laughs> how do you do that? I couldn't. I, that was the only quarter that I, I actually flunked. I made a D and an F because I'm sitting on the tour bus, PJ, trying to do theory, classical theory homework. And it's like babe after babe after babe running to the back lounge and all. Oh, oh it was off the chain, dude. Oh, it was crazy. Man. It was yeah. crazy. It was crazy, man. So, and so that's when I learned myself. I said, okay, you know what? I got to just finish the school thing, man. And then I can get on to that. You know what I mean? So luckily after the cameo thing, I only had like maybe like another year or, or so, my senior year. So I, I knocked it out, you know, but I was ready to go, man. As soon as I finished, man, I hightailed it to LA. I was ready to get in it, you know? And that's when I met you. I bet you yeah. not too long after that, right? Right. Exactly. Exactly. I'm trying to think of this, the the um, the events that led to you and I hanging. You knew Ricky, my brother, first, right? Is that yeah, it? yeah. Because Ricky and I, okay, we did we did Sanborn. I started Sanborn in 80, uh, 86, 87. and I joined in eighty eight. Eight, yeah, exactly. After we did the video, though, because I right. already had my solo career going. Exactly, so. but we—I was living. I was already living in 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 L.A. You and I met. We met through. Wasn't it Paula? Was it? Was it? She Aurora? was a dear friend of mine. Yeah, she choreographed that video. Yeah, right. Exactly. But but I'm one. Yeah. It, wait a minute. No, 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 no. We knew. I. I. You. I met you. Ricky introduced us. Had to be. Yeah. yeah, no. Ricky introduced us when 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 I was with Sanborn, and then you came and did Sanborn with us. Right. In the course of doing that, we did your video. That was a crazy period of time. A little busy. <laughs> Speaking of busy. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. We were doing the most. You were oh. doing the absolute most, dude. But hey, man. You know what? I look back on that, man. I was like, man, this cat had it rocking. You were rocking it, dude. You were rocking it. I was it, just man. trying to hang on for dear life. You had no <laughs> idea. I'm like, fake it till you make it, baby. You know. But no, man, it's like, I mean, you know, you were writing some great stuff then, man. It was funky. I just wish I had been able to play drums on that I track. I know. Dude. I know. That was that was back in the machine days. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. I get it. So, so yeah, that's 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 how that all went down. And so you uh, did. You, did uh, you met Clapton right around the, the same time on that Lethal Weapon yeah. session. Yeah. As a matter, tell everybody about a little bit about. That. Yeah, we were um, actually we were rehearsing with David. We were going out on the road with David, and uh, 
David just came and said, hey, man, uh, you know, I need for you to do this session. You know, or, or BB, one of them came and said, you know, David wants you to do this session. So I was, okay, cool. So I show up. I go to the studio. I walk in, and Eric is sitting on the couch. I had no idea he was on the date. Right. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. I would have been freaked out, man. <laughs> yeah, I After was. All, it is Eric Clapton. Dude, I was quiet as a mouse. I didn't say, <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, I spoke to him, but I didn't say anything, you know, because Michael Kamen was there. Oh, the, yeah, the, I remember oh, him, sure. Yeah, yeah. Michael Kamen was there, David. Um, and I remember that night they had hired Tom, Barney. They had hired yeah. Tom. And, and the cues that we were doing, I thought we were going to be tracking with everybody. So that's, I got really nervous when I saw Eric. Because I was like, oh, shit, I'm playing with Eric. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. But as it turned out, he and David were just there that night. They weren't recording. I mean, I think David did some overdubs, but the basic tracks that we did that, that night were just facing drums. Mm-hmm. With Michael, with Michael came and kind of like directing Tom and I, you know, we did like a couple of fight scenes, long fight scenes, you know. Right. But, uh, but yeah, that was the beginning of my relationship with Eric, you know. And then we just kind of stayed in touch throughout the years. He came and saw me with Earth, Wind, and Fire. You better and, tell me a little bit about Earth, Wind, and Fire. Oh, yeah, I, man. They're one of my favorite, favorite bands. Probably my, besides Stevie, they, they, they run neck and neck. Yeah, yeah, me. yeah, yeah. You joined, and then you were a fan before you had the opportunity to play with them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I was a fan, yeah. Look, man, when I was like 14, 15, I had the all-in-all poster on my bedroom wall, dude. Oh, sure. And I had Sing a Song, the 45, on the record player, and those big, big, you remember those big headphones? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Playing along with that joint, yeah. So, no, I was a huge Earth, Wind & Fire fan. Man. How did that happen? How did you get the well, I was, call? I was, on the, I, was a, well, I was living in L.A., and I was on the road with, with David when it actually happened. Hmm. I was out with Ricky. You may have been out with us at that time, too. We, yeah. Who knows? Yeah, you, you may have been. I forget, I forget exactly what you... Well, let's see. It had to have been... It was in 87. It was the summer of 87. So maybe that was just before... Oh, no. That was just before you got in. Because I think you came in the next year, right? I think I, think I did. Yeah. But anyway, we're on the road. And um, I call home to get my... Which is LA. I called home to get my, my messages. You know, because back then we had the answering service, the little machine right. that took messages for you, right? And Sam Sims was my roommate. Oh, yeah. What a great play. Give yeah, him yeah. my love if you speak to him. I, yeah, I will. I will. Please. He's my roommate. And so I call him, get my messages. And, uh, and, and, you know, like leading up to that time, man, we were always kidding with, you, with each other. You know, he'd call home and I'd go, hey, man, yeah, Quincy call. Or I'd go, hey, man, Michael Jackson call. He, or he'd do me the same way. He'd go, hey, man, yo, Quincy call looking for you, man. <laughs> <laughs> so... We yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. We kept messing with each other. So I call home to get my messages, and he goes, hey, man, yo, Philip Bailey called and left you a message. I was like, yeah, right, man, sure. Yeah. He's like, no, 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 I'm serious. I'm serious. I was like, are you kidding me? He's like, no, 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 I'm serious. And he played me the message, Pete. He played me the message over the phone just so I, I would believe. I was like, oh, he said, okay, Here's the number. So he wrote Philip's number down. He gave me the number. I called Philip and just, you know, really casually, Philip was like, hey, man, yeah, we were just wondering if you'd like to join Earth 25. Maurice, Maurice, Maurice and I were talking 
And we were just wondering if you'd like to, you know, join Earth, Wind & Fire. And I was like, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I would not. <laughs> what a yeah. call, man. Yeah. It changed everything, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, it did. It changed everything. But you know what? I was really lucky and blessed, man, because it was funny because the schedule worked out so that David's thing kind of like was happening in the gaps of the Earth, Wind & Fire thing. So I was managing, I was able to kind of do both things for a minute. Yeah, exactly. You were juggling. Yeah, exactly. Isn't that beautiful when that works out? Yeah, right? yeah I love that. I oh. love that, baby. Because you, then you never get stale on one thing. You get an ch- opportunity to go back and play maybe a different kind of right or whatever, jazz. Right, or exactly. Then exactly. go back and play with your, your heroes. I mean, what a career you've had. I mean, days, Sonny. Do you ever look, do you ever sit back and go, <laughs> wow. do you ever take stock in that and just go, man, I'm so blessed? No, I yeah, I know how blessed I've been, man. You know what I mean? I just, I, it's, it has. It's been just truly a blessing, man. You know what I mean? But I I thank God for it. I thank God for the great people that I've met that he's put in my path. The lovely people, you know what I mean? Great musicians, man. But I, I just, you know, I'm just still, I'm still hungry, man. I'm still enjoying it. I'm still looking for new stuff to do. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to grow as a producer trying to grow as a songwriter, you know what I mean? So yeah. I'm just still reaching, dude, you know? I think when you stop reaching, that's that's the end. Well, you, then can, you, be- you know, as Don Elias used to say, put your best suit on and lay down. <laughs> 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 oh, we had some good times with him, didn't we? Oh, dude, he used to say that, dude. He used to take me out with that one, boy. Put your best suit on <laughs> And lay down, boy, between your brother and Don Elias, man, I have had some of the most memorable days of my life. I bet you have, because I have too with those two knuckleheads. And you, for that Yeah, right, exactly. Exactly, man. So, yeah, dude. Tell me a little bit about Steely Dan. That's everybody's dream to be on a Steely Dan record. Yeah, yeah. Every musician's dream. Yeah, no, that's, and and that just kind of came out of me Rolling up to New York a lot. I was working with Nile a lot. You know, I was working with David. So I was just kind of in that New York mix a lot. Tom actually turned me on to, to, to the Steely Dan thing because they were... Tom Barney? Yeah, they were recording. Uh, had a whole bunch of cats coming through. Vinnie Colaiuta, Sterling. Oh, man, it just the list went. Rick Murata. It was just a whole bunch of cats recording stuff for them. And um, I got a call to just come in and, and cut. They, and they were doing it in three-day increments with everybody. So everybody came in and everybody played every song. So I spent three days with, with Donald and Tom just tracking bass, drums, and, and roads. And uh, Walter was in the, in the booth. He didn't play at all. And it was, it was great, man, because it kind of just really opened my head up. Because I remember everybody was like, oh, man, there... They were, they were one of the first ones to record straight into Pro Tools. And everybody, right. everybody was bugging out. Everybody was bugging. Oh, man, it's just, you know, I don't know. I don't know how this is going to come out. You know, they're going straight into the box. You know? I mean, you know, that, it was great. I had fun. And I, and I, played, I played every song that's on that album, but the only one that actually made the record, because, you know, they choose from everybody, was West of Hollywood. And, and you uh, won a Grammy. They got album yeah. of the year. Yeah. You? Yep. Record of the year. Show did. Yep. So I was like, yeah. 
I was sweating though, man, because I didn't even know if I had made it. You know, it was just like sure. you just cut the tracks and you sit around and wait until it comes out. And then uh, the day it came out, <clears throat> I went to Tower Records and I ran in there frantically, got it. I was opening it up and I finally opened it up in the store and I saw my name when I was like, yeah, <laughs> I made it. I made it, you know? So yeah, man. What an incredible story. Okay. So let's play a little game here. Tell me what the, what pops into your head when I say that this name, Bette Midler. Ooh, perfectionist. Yeah. Lovely, lovely perfectionist. Yeah. It's a little, I would say, that gig for you when you did it and wasn't that a little out of the box for you that I wouldn't say oh he's a natural for that no because my my elementary high school and some of my college days I did a lot of that type of work growing up in Atlanta I went to a, a performing arts high school where I played for a whole bunch of Broadway productions I did wow. Leonard Bernstein's Mass you know what I mean? So I I did West Side Story. So I have played a lot of that Broadway stuff. So it was second nature to me. You know what I mean? And when you look at it in retrospect to my career, with what I had done prior to it, you would go, okay, that's way out of the box for him. But if you dig a little bit deeper into my past, you'll see I already done some of that stuff. I see, folks need to know that because uh, sometimes we can get, as musicians, pigeonholed into a particular genre or yeah. band for that matter. Right, exactly. And we, you know, you and I grew up playing bebop, mm-hmm. funk, country, right? show tunes. Uh, I mean, everything. All of it. And, and people, you know, people can occasionally, have you ever been accused of, oh, he's selling out or he doesn't really play that authentically? I think, first of all, have you been accused of that ever? Yeah, of course I have. Of okay, course. Good. Yeah, I figured as much because so have I. Yeah. And then I think that's the dumbest thing I've ever yeah, heard. Of course it is. But I don't care because I wear the title of musician. Hello. Not just, not rock musician, not funk musician, not R&B musician, not Broadway mu- musician. That's a broad range of music. I mean, you know, it's like, and, and in our era, when you grow up and you study the instrument, you study the instrument so that you can make music, not just so you can make a specific type of music. Right. You know what I mean? So agree. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, you know, the best, and then, you know, it's like, I, once, once I got kind of really going with that, after I got the first couple of bet tours under my belt, I was like, you know what? This is good, man. This is good. Cause it yeah. shatters that fucking box. You know what I mean? Of okay, well, he can only do this. Right. He's only this kind of drummer. He's only this kind. No, 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 no. So then I started purposely just kind of like you know I would just take stuff, man. You know what I mean? Really, just take stuff. I mean, just try to play as much different music as as I possibly could. You well, know, it's good. For, it's good for your head too. Yeah, of course. It's good for you to keep learning and exactly being authentic and being musical. Right. Exactly. All of it. All of it. So okay. it's like you know. That that was a part of the whole growing process for me, and we're great friends today, man. She's a mentor and a half to me, man. Oh, she's so, so, she's so she's so wise. PJ, she used to come. She used to send word to me in the dressing room. Have Sunny. Sunny's gonna fly with me on the private tonight, and I go boom, jump in the car with her, get hop on the private jet, 
head to the next city. Boom, boom. I'm it sorry to hear that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but but you know what? It, you know, and I asked her about it. It it came down to a point where, you know, she she really she started to really respect the craft because you know she's a pure artist, dude. And when she sees somebody who has put in the kind of time she put in. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a respect thing. It's like almost like when I look at you, dude. It's like you, you know, you didn't just get to where you are. You know what I mean? You developed your your talent, man. You developed. You're able to fucking write because you developed it. You know what I mean? So that you know, when 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 a true artist sees that, her hats come off. You know what I mean? The respect is there, and that's kind of where it is with us. It's a it's a mutual thing. I have tons of respect for. Uh-huh. I've learned learned a whole lot about the business. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. So, I mean, you know, that's been cool. Way okay. cool. Last name for you. Eric Clapton. Tell me about your experiences with him. Man, okay. <laughs> he is the most, he's the most generous, well, I'm not going to say the most, he, he is a very generous man. And when I say that, I mean, he's, he's, very, he's very humble, very easy to get along with. Um, and creatively uh, gives, gives me a, a ton of room to just to be me inside of his music. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. He's never, <clears throat> you know, Eric can call anybody to play drums for him, man. You know what I mean? And I respect that. And the cats, all the cats that, have, that, that came before me, they've all been giants. And I thought about that. That was the only thing that freaked me out when I got the call. I was like, my goodness, I'm stepping into some big-ass shoes. Yeah. But you belong there, Sonny. Well, You belong yeah. there. Well, thanks, buddy. I, I mean, I, I've owned it. You know what I mean? I've owned it since then. It's like, you know, you grow up seeing all these cats and you just admire so much what they do and what they've been able to accomplish, you know, to even think that I would one day be on the stage with Steve Gatt, you know what I mean? It's just, uh, it's just amazing to me, man, you know? But that's just this, this kind of God just putting me where he wants me to be, man. And that's exactly, that's where it comes from, you know? Isn't that the truth, man? Well, you you belong there, like I said. I mean, your, your ability and your musicality creates these situations for people to think of you in, in, in that light. And they go, who should we call? And they go, well, Sonny's yeah. a ridiculous. Man. Why don't we just call him? Son, oh, yeah. no. Why don't we call Son, no? Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. So that's so great. It's a, I got to tell you, man, it's been fun to watch your your career and, and it, it it's been fun being the little bro going yeah <laughs> earth went on fire yes hornsby yes yeah. Hitler, yes yeah. Yeah. Latin, yes so i'm i've been back here rooting for you i should have been a bit more vocal to you but man it's been oh no dude incredible to to see that well thank you buddy i i appreciate it you know i i love you paul man always have always will dude and just you know i'm rooting for you too man because you deserve everything that's coming, dog. You know what I mean? We're not done yet, like you no, said. No, we not are done not yet. done. Not done yet. You know? Are you still teaching? 
Uh, I do occasionally. I've, I have a YouTube channel. So check out Sunny Emery's YouTube channel. I got a whole gang of uh, instructional stuff on YouTube. I've just been kind of doing it that way because it's a lot easier for me. I'm going to move this for a minute. My battery yep. is about to die and I need to plug up. So, All right. Just, we're almost done. Okay. I got 5%. We're going to be well, done you before wait, that. Gonna be, you might as well plug in. <laughs> okay. Let me plug, plug in. in right. we got, I need 10%. Okay. <laughs> you need 10%. I need 10%. I need 10%. Hold tight. I'm going to just change, right. change locations and grab my, grab my thing. Grab my thing, thing. Bring it, grab your thing. <laughs> grab my thing. You got to grab your thing. Yeah. Ah. Oh, now you went away and the bad internet is here. Grab my now you're frozen, yeah. I can't see nobody. He's gone to the bathroom. Wait a minute, I'm right here. Hold on. Hold on, I got to get my... Gotta get it. We shall edit some of this out. However, it's rather comical. Trailers for sale or rent. To be do 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 do. Hold tight, Pete. Ah, come on, baby. King of the road. You better sing, boy. <laughs> you better sing. You better sing, boy. How's your sister doing, man? Patty is yeah. doing great. Patty's doing great. She just got a brand new hip, huh? Patty got a brand new hip, huh? Oh yeah. Yeah, she got one. Uh, you know, Ooh. we're all getting bionic. I ain't bionic yet, but yeah. there's plenty of bionic Petersons now. <laughs> Bio Peter. Yeah. Bio Peter. Give her, <laughs> give, her, <laughs> give her a big hug for me, man. <laughs> I will, man. Tell me when you're, are you guys slated to hit, hit the road soon or what's going on with the club? Yeah, we have, uh, we have um, a tour supposedly in September. Nice. Um, that's going to be actually announced here pretty soon. I'm thinking. So I mean, it just depends on the COVID thing, but it's. I think it's coming for sure. You know. What keeps you excited about staying in the music business? The fact that there's so much that I still have to learn, and I just and 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 now that I've been, I've always enjoyed re the recording process. But now I'm producing and writing a lot more. I'm really enjoying the entire process from start to finish. You know what I mean? Like I come up with a, a germ of, a, of an idea, you know what I mean? And then getting the tracks cranking, you know, getting them to the point where they feel really good, you know what I mean? And then start sweetening them. And then the whole production process. You know, you froze. Yeah, am I there back? You are. I got you. Am now. I back? I got you now. But yeah. you, you were just saying yeah. that you love the whole production process. Yeah, I, I just love the whole process. <laughs> I love the whole. Pro I love the whole process. You know, and I think you and I and cats of our generation, we need to keep doing it so that. The younger cats can really learn how it how it used to be done. I mean, you know what I'm saying? 
It's like we we bridge that gap between the digital divide and the, and the analog world. You know what I mean? So you know, we're kind of like the glue. True. With that generational glue between the that that future thing and it and and the past. You know. So get here's what I want you to do. If, give some advice to save some kids some heartache and hardship that are just coming up in the business, man, what would you say to these guys to not only inspire, but maybe save them a little headaches along the way? The first thing I would say is honor all of your commitments, large and small. You know, I've seen a lot of cats miss out on great situations because they, they bailed on a situation that in their mind was not as significant as the one that they thought they were going to get. But you have to keep in mind that every time you do that, your reputation suffers. So your reputation precedes you. That is so true in this business, man. People talk, people talk, people talk, people talk, people talk. You know, as a matter of fact, the funny thing is when Eric was looking for me this last You know, you want to want to so say that last part again. My advice is, hey man, just honestly. Now I said, as a matter of fact, when Eric was looking for me this last period, he called Bruce Hornsby. Oh wow! Yeah, because I was working with Bruce a lot. Right. Yeah. So so it's so, all about so, reputation. So, yeah. So people talk. People talk. You know what I mean? If good it, and bad, right? People yeah, talk good, good and bad. bad. Yeah, Let's have talking good, good about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good and bad. So if you're one of these cats that's spreading bitterness and you're hard to work with and it's unprofessional, man, you, you, that's going to spread. People are going to know that about you before you even show up to play. And a lot of times you can be the baddest player in the world, man. But if you're not going to show up on time, what good is that to anybody? True. You know True. what I mean? So, so honor your commitments. Honor your commitments. I've been in several situations where I've had to go, you know what? I've already told such and such that I was going to do their gig, so I'm going to have to pass on that, even though that was paying more money. Right. Right. Good you advice, know? man. Yeah. Dude, That's- before I let you go, I, first of all, I want to tell you how much I love you and the family loves you. Yeah. And thanks for taking time. And what, it's really important to share your story and inspire the next generation coming up and the people who run to this podcast, they want to hear the inner workings of the music business with, yeah. especially with someone like you, man, is so well respected. Remind us again, when your record's coming out. Um, we're aiming for late June. So it'll be, we're going to do uh, a serious, you know, social media blast. So you'll, you'll know specifically. So look for us like uh, mid to late June. And you'll be all over social media, Sonny Emery and SonnyEmeryMusic.com. Yep, that's right. And also check out the YouTube channel, Sonny Emery on YouTube. Right. Well, we will be looking all over for you, man. I can't wait till we play together in the same room. Yeah, baby. Keep it up, buddy. Proud of you. Thank you. And you, man. It's so fun to watch your career. That's it. Hey, you guys, we'll see you in a couple of weeks for episode 41. Thanks again so much for listening. Take it easy. Music on the Run was hosted by yours truly, 
St. Paul Peterson. Edited and produced by my buddy Davide Razzo. Artist relations by Owen Sartori. Video editing by Tanner Montague. And a very special thanks to the people who financially support this podcast. And remember, reputation is everything. Yeah.